We are duck hunting fanatics. Knee deep in the duck blind. If it flies, it dies. Only duck hunting fanatics know what it feels like to see a brightly colored Drake Mallard cup its wings and soar towards your decoys. It's what we do and it's what we love. Duck hunting fanatics with boots on the ground, eyes in the skies reports. And we get it from professional duck guides all across the country. We interview them for their top tips and tricks from their years of experience from the duck hunting blind. This is Duck Hunting Fanatics, and this is Eric Wilkes. Daniel, thanks for joining us once again, my friend. You know, quick, quick question to, to start this off. What's the single most important factor to a successful hunt, in your opinion? A plan. You know, if, if you have a solid plan and you know what you want to achieve and uh, you come up with different scenarios, how the birds are flying based off what you see, and you have a solid plan how you're going to attack each one of those different types of flight plans, um, you're definitely going to be a lot more successful, you know. Have a plan if the birds are just going to skirt the outside of your deeks or if they're going to commit and, you know, and cup up and come in. So always having a plan, especially if you're out, you know, hunting with uh, with a couple of buddies, you know. As long as you're all on the same page, you're going to have a successful hunt. But if you guys are all hunting different styles, you're going to have a problem. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about that when we get to it because my dad and I had, a, had an interesting weekend hunting, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, let, let's expand on that a little bit. Now, with that in mind. Uh, what's, uh, you know, what, let's, let's go to the next question. I mean, what would be your top tip? Because I know you're, you're a weekend warrior too, and you, you try to get out some during the week and, um, you're not doing the guiding thing. So you're, you're more on the same level as most of our listeners. You know, what's your top tip for all those weekend warrior guys that are out there fighting for spots on public land? You know, that's the thing is, you use the word fighting, and that's that's a that's right hitting the, the nail on the head. You know, a lot of guys get so frustrated when they see other hunters instead of embracing the fact that somebody's, you know, sharing the same sport and passion that they are. So um, I would say the number one tip is be open-minded when you're out there in the field. You know, if you if you try to go get into a blind somewhere, for example, like where I hunt uh, publicly a lot, it's Savi Island. You know, we're competing for these blinds. You know. Well, talk to these guys while you're waiting, you know, or, or get to know somebody. You never know. You could really, you know, build a friendship and you can learn something you never knew before. But, you know, just be positive, be friendly, you know, and, and share tips. You know, we got to change the, 
the mindset of this is my spot. You know, I'm not going to share it with anybody. And that doesn't help our community. So just be open-minded, um, be fair, and, uh, and and communicate, you know, and just help grow the community. That's I think that's my number one tip is just don't fight it. You're not, you know, it's not your land. It's public land. It's everybody's land. We all own it. And just embrace it and just be a part of the community. Yeah, and that, that, that's actually a great point because, right, it really is about sharing the same passion and the same love for the sport that we all participate in. And, uh, you know, everybody, we all have an, an equal right and an equal opportunity to hunt any given public spot. And so uh, just embrace that. And, and it is what it is, right? And instead of instead of getting angry or upset over it, you know, make make, make friends. And so, uh, you know, that said, Eric Wilkes here. Eric Wilkes here with Duck Hunting Fanatics. And uh, I, I have on the line with me Daniel Mancine of Mancine Outdoors out in the Pacific Northwest. Daniel, thanks again so much for joining us. Uh, you know, tell me about what you're seeing up in the Pacific Northwest when you're out and about doing some hunting over this past week. So um, when I was hunting, there was this little island called Cary Island off the uh, Columbia River, and it's uh, owned by Columbia Land Trust. And, you know, they give me access to it. And, and it's fun because it's, it's, it's such a challenge because you're not allowed to use any blinds and you can't you can't knock down any of the vegetation and create your own. So you haven't used natural cover, you know, and really be a part of the scenario and the scene. To, to really hunt these ducks, but I saw a lot more activity this weekend than I've been seeing uh, over the past few weeks. I mean, there was a lot of birds flying. However, though, they have commitment issues. I'm telling you that. I saw a lot of mallards, and man, they are weary. Um, you know, but the, they were, the wind was in our favor. There, you know, we we were chatting back and forth with a couple of hands, which was fun. But um, a lot more birds are starting to fly, um, but they are very weary. Um, so that, that's that's in a nutshell what we're seeing out in the field. You know, for me in a standpoint, I'm right off the Columbia, and you know, there's a lot of birds flying up and down that flyway right now. Sure, sure, and and I know you hunt public land a lot, as you as you've already kind of shared. What's the best public spot or public land in your neck of the woods? You know, you know, for me, there's there's a lot of opportunity at Savi Island. You know, I haven't really had much time to get out and explore outside of that. Um, it's, it's a great opportunity because, you know, it's, it's all luck of the draw. It's a fair chance for everybody. You know, um, you apply for the east side blinds, kind of like a regular controlled hunt. And then the west side blinds, you gotta, you gotta, you go down there and you wait in line, you draw a chip and best chip gets in, you know, and um, they got a handful of blinds down there. But to me, what I like about Savi Island the most is that while you're sitting waiting in a line of cars to draw these chips, you never know what you're going to get, but you get to talk to some really cool people, you know. Some people that have been hunting, duck hunting for, you know, 30, 40 years. And, you know, we really get to meet some people. For example, this guy, this guy that I got to meet, his name's Jesse. And we're part of the Fallen Outdoors group here in the Pacific Northwest. We never met before, right? And then now, uh, you know, we hit it off pretty good. And on Monday, he drew a blind over on the east side and invited me to come out with him. So, you know, that's what I'm saying about staying open-minded. Uh, you never know what you're going to run into, and you might meet some great people. So, But for me, it's Savi Island. Yeah, no, awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. So for those of you that are that are that are local to to Daniel, you know, make sure you check it out for sure. And and Daniel, I, I know most guys, uh, they're gonna say a, a good duck call is the number one tool that you can't leave the house and head to the blind without. But in your opinion, what's the number two two tool that you can't leave without? Your waiters. I'm telling you what, I've done it. I've I've left the house without my waiters. And, 
you got to have a good set of waders or, or depending on what you're hunting, you know, a good set of bibs. If you don't, you know, the, the gear makes the hunter. I'll tell you that. And uh, if you're miserable, you're not going to have fun. You're not going to enjoy the hunt. You're just going to be kicking around cold, freezing your butt off, soaking wet, you know, but a good set of waders, I believe is going to be your number two tool. Man, you've had it rough. I know last week uh, you you had shared that you had forgot, you <laughs> had forgotten your headlamp, and and that, and this time you forgot your waders. I hope it wasn't on the same trip because, boy, that sounds really rough. <laughs> hey, you know, I I don't want to talk about that because it was the same trip. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> uh, I did luck out. I did have a pair of fishing waders. I had a pair of fishing waders on me, but they weren't the same. Fishing waders and tennis shoes, man. That wasn't cutting it. That sounds cold. <laughs> yeah, it was bad, man. It was bad. So, you know, I mean, what's your what's your favorite brand of, uh, of waders and why? You know, I've, I've had, uh, since I've been hunting, I've gone through two sets of waders. I'm on my second set right now, I should say. Um, and I just upgraded to the Rogers Elite 5-millimeter uh, neoprene. I was going to, I was doing a lot of research on the on those breathable waders, but the just the durability came into to factor for me. You know, I'm, I'm a, I run into a lot of stuff. I'm kind of clumsy. Um, <laughs> you know, my last set was the three and a half millimeter Cabela's brand. They weren't too bad, but it, they didn't last long. I had them for maybe a season and a half. I beat the crap out of them. But uh, these Rogers Elites, man, I'm telling you, these are the probably, I've tried on hundreds of waders, it seems like. And these ones, man, they're, they're perfect. I can wear an early season, you know, they're a little thick five millimeter but hey you know i just wear a pair of socks underneath them i'm good to go but it's been getting colder you know my dad's got the three and a half millimeters right now and he's having to layer up and i'm i'm sitting there still just in my underwear and socks and my waders nice and comfy so uh these, these are pretty good waders rogers elite rogers elite there you go and that's that's a pretty uh, uh a pretty good way to go if you can anytime you can wear just nothing but socks and you know a pair of underwear and off you go and and still be warm and be comfortable because you know when the moment arises, it's really important that you're you are warm and comfortable. <laughs> Otherwise, it just makes yeah. for a miserable, long, miserable day, right? And like you said before, you know the gear makes the hunter, and that is absolutely a hundred percent true. That said, what's your favorite duck species you've either harvested or or would like to harvest, and why? You know, I, I've got I've got I got three on my list. You know, I love hunting mallards. I do just because they're so challenging to hunt. Um, and I like talking with them, communicating with mallards. Like, for example, this weekend, I was chatting back and forth with this hen for about 30 minutes. And, you know, she wasn't having it. And I just, I was consistent. And then finally she came flying by, nice and low and slow. And, well, uh, she she was dinner. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, pintails and, and wood ducks. For, I've harvested pintail. You know, I told you last time they're delicious. Um, but they're challenging ducks. They don't like to commit. They have commitment issues. Wood ducks, though, um, I'm, you know, just doing my own research. For one, they're an absolutely beautiful species of duck. You know, that's going to be the first duck that I mount is going to be a wood duck. Um, but, you know, just reading about them, they're, they're really fine tasting meat, and they're challenging to hunt as well. You know, I don't want to just go out there and shoot an easy limit in seven minutes and my day's over in an hour. You know, I want to work for it. And, you know, I want to, I want to be, I want to just, I like the challenge. Yeah, and I think as hunters, we all we all like a challenge, right? And we're always looking for 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 a new challenge. Otherwise, right, you get bored, and then it's no longer hunting, right? So it's always all about right. trying to find that 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 next challenge. And 
Daniel, again, you know, tell people how they can get in touch with you and, and, and how they can reach out and connect with you. Um, you know, same thing, you know, find me on, on, uh, on Instagram. I've had a few people reach out to me since our last podcast. So man scene, uh, outdoors on Instagram, or you can uh, email me, uh, mancene.daniel at, at gmail.com. Um, if you have questions about anything or you're, you're looking for places to go with gear recommendations. And once again, firearm safety is key. Um, you know, if you got questions, just reach out to me. I'll, I'll be more than happy to, to chit chat with you or meet up with you. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And again, that's Daniel Mancine with Mancine Outdoors. And you can hit him up on Instagram at Mancine Outdoors. That's M-A-C-I-N-E Outdoors over on Instagram. Look him up. Uh, Daniel, thank you once again for joining us. We certainly appreciate having you on. We look forward to having you on again next week. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You bet. You've been listening to Duck Hunting Fanatics. Boots on the ground, eyes in the sky, migration report. On each show, we go knee deep in the duck blind and we talk to professional duck guides from all over the country. We interview them and get their top tips and tricks from their years of experience. We talk about everything duck hunting, applications for hunting over small spreads, hunting with decoys, the top five UTV accessories, shotgun accessories, duck decoys, anything and everything gear and apparel. To contact us when we're not doing a show, go to the website at duckhuntingfanatics.com. Find us on Facebook and YouTube at Duck Hunting Fanatics. We'll see you next time.